name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 214 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners, and today, why running doesn't work for weight loss. Being overweight is not something that's talked about very much or at all in the running community. There seems to be some stigma around being a runner and being overweight, like you're not doing it right, you're not running enough, um, you're doing it all wrong. If you're training for a marathon and you're overweight, you're, you're doing it wrong. And I know exactly how this feels. This is definitely my story, which I'll share with you here in a minute. But in this episode, I'm going to share why running is not an effective tool for weight loss and why you need to treat the underlying physical, mental, and emotional aspects of overeating if you really want to lose weight for good. But first, I know I share a lot of information here on the podcast about losing weight, about proper nutrition for running, about improving your running, about building strength. And if you're new to this podcast, well, welcome, first of all. But I can tell that for some of you, this might feel a little overwhelming and you not might not know where to start with all this stuff. And if that sounds like you, no worries. I've totally got you covered. I created a free hour-long video training that you can check out at any time. It's called Five Simple Steps to Becoming a Leaner, Stronger Runner. You're going to learn the basics of nutrition, strength, endurance, and mindset, all geared towards you, the runner. If you're ready to get leaner and stronger and become the most badass version of yourself yet, then this free training is exactly what you need. Just go to runningleancoaching.com, click on free training. I know, right? It's so simple. And get started on your weight loss journey today. Okay, so this is actually a replay episode. If you're listening to this, I'm probably sitting on the beach in Hawaii right now, and I decided... um, that this is a topic that I really wanted to share with you guys, and I thought I would go ahead and replay. This is one of my very, very early episodes, so if I sound a little bit different, that's why. It was from several years ago, um, but the the message still rings true, and and I'm talking about overeating, especially in this episode, and it's one aspect of um, losing weight and improving your health and fitness that a lot of people really don't address or don't talk about. So I really wanted to get into this and share this with you guys today, okay? So let's get into this replay of why running doesn't work for weight loss. Today I want to talk about a subject that is really important to me and something that I'm really passionate about, and that is why running doesn't work for weight loss. So being overweight is not something that's talked about very much or at all in the running community. There seems to be some sort of stigma around being a runner and being overweight. It's like, hey, you're not doing it right. You must not be running enough if you can't lose weight or if you're overweight. Oh, I see you're training for a marathon, still can't seem to lose weight. What's wrong with you? These are some of the things that I've heard um, around the running community. 
and some things that uh, people have uh, shared with me and that I've felt as well. Okay, so I know I know how this feels. I really do. I know this is something that uh, not a lot of people are talking about, and so I wanted to sort of just like shine a light on this subject and talk about this today because it's really something I'm really passionate about, and I I haven't shared this really before, and I think now is the right time. So here we go. Um, (laughs) So back in the day, back in like 2003, I was seriously, I was overweight. I was, um, I was probably 50 or 60 pounds overweight and I was very unhealthy. I was, uh, very sick. I had, uh, cancer. I was drinking too much. Um, and, uh, I was in a very, uh, very bad place. I was basically just really sick and, and really unhealthy. And, um, I needed to change some stuff in my life. So I did, I, I quit drinking, which was a big part of the problem for me. I started eating better and I started running um, and obviously I got treated for the cancer and I've been cancer free for many, many years now. So that's all good. But, um, the running was like a big catalyst for me to like do something that would help me to lose weight. You know, like that was the thing was like, Oh, if I just run, I'm gonna lose weight. And, um, and, and for me, it was like a, a change of lifestyle completely. You know, I gave up the crazy eating that I was doing, um, and I, um, I started running and stopped drinking. So all those things combined, I lost a lot of weight and I lost probably 60 pounds and kept it off for a long time and continued to run and train and do all these awesome things. I've run like 14 marathons. I've done an Ironman. I've done countless other triathlons and ultra marathons, including a 50 mile or a hundred miler. Um, and I've done all these things and was able to kind of maintain this, this weight that I, that I was at, um, for a long time. And I felt pretty good about myself. Well, in the last few years, I've sort of backed off my running a little bit. I, after I did my hundred miler in the end of 2017, I wanted to scale back my running and I just didn't want to put anything on the calendar and I just wanted to be like, I just want to go out there and run and have fun and enjoy it and not to have all these goals out there. So I stopped kind of signing up for races and, and, and having goals like that. And I started gaining weight and I couldn't figure out why, because I was still training and I was still running and I was still like, I would do like a marathon a year or whatever, but I was running all the time. Well, I, ended up, you know, gaining like 15 or 20 pounds back, you know, look, looking back (laughs) over time, it was like, it happened slowly, but it happened. Um, and, and I found myself in this place of like, okay, I need to lose this weight. What am I going to do? And so I tried all these different things to, um, help me to lose the weight. And I tried like calorie restriction where I was just like counting calories. And, um, I, that is very challenging to do, by the way, 
I had to have this app and I had to log every bite of anything that I ate and I had to know all the ingredients in it and and all the breakdown of all the nutrition breakdown of it according to the label and um it was it was challenging to try to keep track of that and the idea there was like oh yeah if you eat you know 1500 calories but you burn off 2000 calories a day you'll lose weight um i gotta tell you i did not lose weight and I was constantly stressed out about entering all this data into this app. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Maybe that's how you lose the weight. You spend so much time and energy and you're so stressed about trying to figure out how to enter all that data into this thing. You just lose weight. (laughs) Maybe that's how it's supposed to work. Um, But, you know, I've done the plant-based thing for many years, vegetarian. I tried sort of a, a vegan paleo thing, a vegan keto thing. I've tried to eat nothing but fat, nothing but Uh, no carbs. Like I've tried all these things and I couldn't get anything to work. I can't get anything to work. Um, I've always felt like I just haven't had control of what I eat. I I know what the problem is now and I'm going to get to that in just a minute, but getting here, you know, I just felt like I did not have control over what I was eating. I didn't have control over myself. Um, you know, I felt tired all the time. Um, I found myself doing a lot of emotional eating. I've been doing that lately too, by the way, with the, uh, the lockdown here, the stay at home order, um, and some other things going into my, going on in my life. I've been doing a lot of emotional eating and I'm not sorry about it, but I even eat when I'm not hungry. Um, and you know what? I've just felt stuck. I felt like I am never going to lose this weight. And I've keep running, you know, I ran back in August, I did 31 days of running and I thought for sure that would help me to lose weight. No, I gained weight. I, um, starting in, uh, November, I did a running challenge running through the holidays and I ran for something like 80 days straight. Um, and I thought that would help me to lose weight and it didn't. It didn't lose weight at all. I actually gained weight. Um, and so I've realized that the problem really isn't about uh, running. It's not about like, oh, I'm not running enough. The problem is that I'm overeating. The problem is that I overeat. I eat too much. I have an addiction to food. I've programmed my body to become so addicted to food And not just my body, but my brain as well. To become so addicted to food, especially sugar, that not even, you know, training for a marathon is going to help me to to lose the weight, okay? So, believe me, I'm frustrated by this, or have been frustrated by this, Um. And, and I feel like the advice out there is just like, here, here, eat this, just eat, eat this over here or, or eat this, or just do this diet over here. And I've just, this just doesn't work. It doesn't work for most people, you know, just changing your behavior, changing what you eat does not address the underlying issues. You know, I feel like everyone's out there just saying, eat this as if it's that simple. It's not that simple. 
in order to lose weight, in order to be at your ideal weight, to be at your natural weight, you need to identify and fix the causes of your overeating, not just treat the symptoms. We're so focused on treating the symptoms, we're not getting to the root of the problem, okay? So all these different like diets I've tried or whatever, I've, I've tried these things and then said that doesn't work because I gained weight or I, I kept overeating. And the problem isn't in what I'm eating necessarily, although that is part of it. <clears throat> the problem is I wasn't addressing the uh, mental and emotional part of overeating, okay? There's three parts to overeating that have to be addressed. Um, there's the physical causes of overeating, there's the mental causes, and then there's the emotional causes. I'm going to talk about all three of these, but I want you to know something. If you're out there and you're a runner and you're having a, you know, a struggle with, you're struggling to lose weight or struggling to, um, feel good about your body. I, I know what you're going through. I feel, I feel your pain. I really do. And and I want to help you. And I, and I coach people through this. I'm coaching myself through this. And I want to coach you through this. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the three causes of overeating and, um, and the things that aren't really addressed. And if you're a runner, I want you to pay attention. And I want you to really take in what I'm going to say here and be open to trying something that's a little different, okay? Because whatever's, whatever you've been trying is not working, okay? So let's try something different, okay? <laughs> okay, so the three causes of overeating. The first is the physical causes. So this is, most overeating is caused by a hormonal imbalance, okay? Overeating, especially sugar, causes too much insulin to be produced in your body. Insulin is a fat storage hormone, okay? The more insulin you produce, the more fat will be stored on your body, the more you weigh, okay? If you continually produce insulin, you are going to continue to gain weight, okay? This is just straight up science, okay? The problem is that when you're trying to lose weight, the most important thing for you to consume is what? It's your own body fat. You want to consume, if you will, you want to burn for energy your own body fat in order to lose weight. You cannot do that when your body is full of glucose, sugar. Your insulin is too high. Um, and you're you're in fat storage mode and you gotta you gotta shift that, okay? So the first thing you need to do is you need to get your insulin levels down. And you can do this by eating less often and by reducing the amount of sugar you consume. We all know that sugar's bad for us, okay? <laughs> it's actually the worst thing you can put in your body. And I'm saying this. And as, as the words are coming out of my mouth here, I'm thinking of the Ben and Jerry's 
that I have in the freezer. And I'm like, oh my God, I love Ben and Jerry's. I absolutely love it. But I'm giving it up because I know how bad it is for me. And I'm just tired of feeling (laughs) the way that I felt lately, okay? So I'm giving it up. And here's the other thing. When you eat too much sugar, you get this huge over desire for food you get this like physical craving for food because what happens is sugar is like a super concentrated it causes a super concentrated uh, dopamine response in your brain Uh, it causes an excess of dopamine to be produced which feels really good right so much so that the neurotransmitters that are producing the dopamine they actually downregulate over time. So it takes more and more sugar for you to get the same amount of pleasure. So you got to eat more sugar to feel good. And your brain and your body are just being, they're like, it's like a drug addict, okay? A drug addict needs more and more of the drug to produce the same result. Um, and so what happens there, then your insulin goes up again, you get more cravings, you can't handle the cravings, you eat more, and there's this crazy cycle that happens, right? And you know what? This isn't your fault. We've all been programmed this way for decades. The food industry has made it their mission to make food as delicious as possible, you know, as desirable as possible. They put sugar in everything for the love And the food that we eat, it's so concentrated and processed that um, it gives us this incredible uh, hit of dopamine when we eat certain foods. And then we have to eat more and more just to get that same feeling, okay? So it's like being addicted to drugs or alcohol. You need more to produce the same effect. So in order to fix the physical cause of overeating, you have to get that insulin level down. You have to eat less, eat less often, and eat less uh, processed foods like sugar and flour, okay? When you do this, you actually can start to get your hormones back in balance and start burning fat instead of burning the sugar, okay? So that's how we fix the, the physical part of overeating, okay? Next is the mental part of overeating, the mental causes. So mental cravings, this is a real thing. Again, the food industry has concentrated the sugar in our food so much that we were constantly craving more and more food, more and more of this delicious sugar, right? Our brains are actually responding the way they're, they're supposed to though. They're not, your brain is working normally, okay? This isn't your fault. Um, You eat the sugar, you eat the flour, you release the dopamine, and then your brain wants more of that. It's just like your primitive brain, the amygdala part of your brain responding to this like, it's like a life or death situation. You know, our primitive brains, they've learned over time that when food is good, um, we're going to produce a hormone that makes us feel good so that we'll remember that, hey, this is good, okay? Um. So when, you know, when we would be eating blueberries back in the caveman days, you know, back in the day, (laughs) we'd be eating some blueberries and be like, Ooh, these are really good. And you get this little tiny dopamine response, right? That's good. Oh, I want to remember this. I want to eat more of those because they made me feel good. And so you'll go back and eat more of the blueberries. Okay. 
Um, it, but it's, it's over time, it's kind of developed into this thing of like, uh, a life and death kind of situation with our brains. Cause now we have like blueberry syrup, blueberry pie, blueberry toaster strudels. We, we juice everything. So it's super concentrated and we get this super intense hit of dopamine. And then when we don't get it, our brains are like, we need this now or we're going to die. It, your brain actually literally thinks it's like a life and death situation happening here. Okay. Um, so that's kind of like what's happening with the with your brain. Um, and then you get these thoughts. So the thoughts will start to come into play here. You get these thoughts of, I'm restless, I'm bored, I feel deprived. You know, when you stop overeating, even for a little bit, um, you start to feel like, you know, oh, I just deserve this. I'm I'm deprived. What's what's one box of Oreos? You know, but you can justify that all you want and all that mental chatter, all it's doing is just continuing to build into that idea and support that idea that your brain is thinking like you, you need this or you're going to die. And so you give in to it. You give in to the mental craving. Okay. And we've just been programmed our whole lives. Uh, We've essentially programmed our minds to overeat. Um, and, and by now, it's our subconscious mind that's running the show. Our subconscious minds have been programmed to make us think we have to overeat or we'll die. Okay, we get these intense cravings for something sweet. And I know I talk about Ben and Jerry's all the time, but it's just a good example. <laughs> it's so good. But it's like Ben and Jerry's, you know, um, I think about that and I'm like, I've just got to have it. And these thoughts go through my mind. Like if I don't have it, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I might die and I'll go to the store and I'll get some. And I'll go drive miles to the store to get Ben and Jerry's just so I can like satisfy that mental craving. And it's a, there's a physical craving there too. But here's, here's the thing. The good news is that you can reprogram your mind to not overeat. You can reprogram your mind to just just eat normally. This is actually one of the most powerful things I do with my coaching clients is I help them change their brains literally by creating new habits, new neural pathways. And if you really want to stop overeating, you have to break those old habits and create new habits that serve you. You got to reprogram your mind, especially the subconscious. But even if you can get the physical piece to work and you can get through some of this mental stuff, there's still that emotional side of overeating that has to be addressed. One of the biggest underlying factors in weight gain is emotional eating. And you know what? Runners just don't want to talk about this. Runners think, I've got this. I'm a runner. I know what to do. I know all this stuff about nutrition. I've read the books. Like, I'm good, thanks. They just don't want to, like, talk about it, okay? Runners do love talking about food, though, but not overeating. (laughs) Um, You know, we talk about donuts and ice cream and pizza and chips and cake and all the, what are we going to eat after the run? Um, and, And I would do that, too, and I would just eat all that food. But then I noticed something happening in me. I started to feel bad about myself. You know, I started gaining the weight, 
and I started feeling guilty about overeating and I started to feel like shame around it. I felt shame about how I looked and how I felt. I've been fit for a long time. I've been really in great shape. And then I got to this point where I didn't even want to like take my shirt off at the pool or whatever because I was like, oh, I, you know, feel fat again. Okay. And I felt judged by other people like people were talking about me. They probably weren't. It's probably all in my head, but I just felt that way. And I felt like a failure. Like I used to be really fit. I used to be in good shape and now I'm not anymore. And like, I'm never going to be that person again. And honestly, I just felt depressed about it and sad. And you know how I, (laughs) you know how I dealt with all these emotions I was feeling? Yes, I ate over them because eating gives me that little dopamine hit and it feels good. Does that make any sense whatsoever? As I'm saying this, you're probably like, dude, that makes no sense whatsoever. Or maybe you're like, yep, I get it. Here's the problem though. When that little uh, feel good dopamine wears off, you're still left with feeling all those emotions. But now it's worse because you feel bad about overeating. So you eat more to feel better. And then like, oh my gosh, it's this crazy vicious cycle that just goes on and on. But you know what? Emotional eating is a very common thing. A very, very common thing. A lot of people do it. They eat so they don't have to feel their feelings. Especially right now during this like stay-at-home order, people are dealing with this crisis by going to the refrigerator. Um, I've seen a lot of people joking about it on social media, but I think there's an underlying like, oh yeah, that's me, you know. I mean, I've been doing it. I know that it's me, okay? I mean, it does work for a little bit. Like you do feel a little bit better while you're eating the Ben and Jerry's. But when you stop, what happened? Like what results are you getting? Who are you, who are you becoming in the process of stuffing down your feelings and feeling good momentarily? Like you're using this, it's like a false pleasure, you know, to just try to feel good in the moment. We we're so afraid to feel our feelings that we will become overweight instead of feeling our feelings. You know, if if you want to stop overeating, if you want to lose the weight, you have to be able to manage your emotions. You have to be able to feel your emotions. You know, well, how do you do that? Well, one of the things you do is you need to stop using food to feel better. (laughs) Okay, that's one thing. And you need to learn how to just sit with your feelings, how to sit with your emotions, how to allow them to be there without reacting to them or without eating to not feel them. And you know what? Here's, here's some truth I'm going to drop on you right now. This is not a comfortable place to be. Sometimes it's not comfortable to feel sad or to feel frustrated or to feel angry or to feel shame or guilt or whatever it is, it might suck pretty bad sometimes. And honestly, in those times, it's really good to have somebody there to help you. And that's where, where I come in. And I, one of the most powerful things I do as a coach is I help my clients work through their emotions. I help them to learn to allow those emotions to be with them, to allow them to be present in their body, 
to embrace that temporary, uncomfortable feeling so they can get to the other side of that. Because on the other side of that is all the stuff that you want, okay? On the other side of those uncomfortable feelings are the results that you want in your life. All right, that's all I got for you today. Love you all. Keep on running lean, and I will talk to you soon.